Well, 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 well. Hello, folks. <laughs> Hello, folks. Ho, 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 ho. And welcome to We the Peeps. I did not see you there, Morocco. We didn't even <laughs> see you there, Morocco. And welcome to We the Peeps. Uh, this is the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the USMNT. I am Clayton. And I am an artist. I'm Ty. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> and we <laughs> let an end. Forever and always. Good times and bad. These are the good times. Yes, they are, my friend. Yes, they are. It's We the Peeps. We the Peeps. Welcome to We the Peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps. Folks, the game was USA versus Morocco, and it went pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It went pretty good. The game, the game went pretty good. Guys, I got to say. No, no complaints. No, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot to hate here. The game went pretty good. Uh, we are going to get into all of that. But first, please hit us with a five star on the rating podcast rating app of your choice. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at WTP pod. If you feel like doing that, just reminding you it's an option. And as uh, as has become the custom, uh, a reminder that the format of the show will change after the World Cup, after we attend, after we go to and compete in the actual World oh, Cup. My Lanta. The format of this show will change. So please, the mundo. please enjoy this uh, format as you know it while you can. And keep your ears open, uh, keep your earballs posted to this feed, um, where we will, at some point, figure out the details of what that transition is going to look like. Swear to God, we're going to figure it out. In the meantime, Ty. Swear, Clayton. I swear. <laughs> I swear, Clayton. <laughs> I swear. This guy. The game went good. Shall we sweep it up? Let's, let's go. Let me close. Sweep, 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 sweep. Boise, boys, boys and berries. I, Boise, Idaho's. It is time to line them up. U.S. of A in a friendly, as in not a part of an organized competition, Matchola versus the nation of Morocco. Shout out at Adam Michelli on this one. Shouts to Adam. It's your boys. Line them up. Who's got both gloves? Who's got both, both gloves? gloves? He's got two hands. He needs two gloves. Matty, two hands. <laughs> Turn up in the net between the sticks, between the posts. This Maddie two hands. Turn Get out there, buddy. We are back with the walk-long center back duo. And, you know. We tried to quit them. We tried to quit. Sporting interests aside entirely just for the sake of the lineup i'm so glad uh once again no, and we can talk sporting interests 
But to have Walk Long back, to be able to say yeah, Walk Bash Long, brothers. not the Bash Brothers, and to not be confused and tr- experiment with new nicknames that don't work for center back pairings. It's the Walk Long, Walker Zimmerman and Aaron Long in the center back positions. We're going to have Reggie, the soccer player formerly known as Reggie Cannon, as our right back and as our left back. It is Anthony Jedi Robinson. Nobody calls him Anthony. Nobody but nobody but broadcasters calls him. Nobody Anthony. calls him that. Only Literally Jedi. No, not even his own mother. Not, not even <laughs> Anthony himself. He says, I love you, Jedi. <laughs> why not even you, Anthony himself. Why don't you ever call me Jedi? Okay. <laughs> Jedi. In the midfield. We have the elder statesman, the founding father, Tyler Adams at the six. And in our dual eights. <laughs> That's his uh, baseball walk-up music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hamilton shit. That's some Hamilton shit right there. What's his name is working on the Adams musical. Oh, Lin-Manuel, get Lin-Manuel. in here. Lin-Manuel's working on the Tyler Adams musical as we speak. Okay, in the double eights, we're going to have Eunice Noam, Eunice Lovin, Eunice Musa, and twist, a minor twist here, Brendan A.A. Ron Swansong, get in hey, the center buddy. of midfield. Why Not don't where we you? we usually see you, We my needed to get this man on the field, and we found a way. In the front three, we have future leader of not some of the world, but the entire free world, Timothy Maybe Wayne. even more planets. Maybe, it could be an inter- he could be a, the interplanetary potentate after we make contact. He's so potentate. Okay. <laughs> He's very potent. <laughs> they play soccer too? <laughs> uh, it turns out there's a couple things that exist everywhere you said that's right. life that's exists. Right. And Everybody's one of them is figured soccer. it out. Yes, the other one is meditation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have Red Hot, Jesus Ferreira, self-proclaimed long-term number nine for the Nats. Jesus Ferreira. Wait, y'all got an In-N-Out burger? How'd that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Turns out all sentient life spontaneously creates an In-N-Out burger. And on the left, we have our greatest star, our shining light, the bright light on the hill, the porcelain prince Christian. Pulisic. Get out here. Guys, oh. guys. This one would start off with a WTP highlight of Yedlin with the lime green hair. Come on now. Yedlin sighted. Lime green hair. Am I colorblind? Was it not lime green? This seemed like a savage shout out to the Seattle Sounders when he now plays for <laughs> Inter Miami. <laughs> yes. To me. This is the USMNT style blog. So in the second minute, uh, this, there was a soccer game, which we we're finally going to yeah. talk about. In the second minute, uh, Red Hot Ferreira gets an early shot off. Not a lot came from it. Fourth minute, Adams, incredible packing stats pass to Eunice Musa, who slots it through to Pulisic, takes a decent shot, deflected out. All right, nice start. Four minutes in, nice start. Right away, the U.S. went to three in the back on the ball. Important tactical note for the recap. Because Morocco was also three in the back, so it was bombing wingers on both sides and acres of space to everybody's left and right. 
uh, from the start of this game. For in I think you know in some early minutes, uh, Aronson um, wins a press, wins the ball on the press, and gets way a chance. In the twelfth minute, we enter the Turnerverse. There is a breakaway in one of those. Uh, well, which came from one of that that. Morocco's to Morocco's left, uh, an area that would result this in, summer. in many, in many, in many, enter uh, the Turnerverse. We would ah! enter the Turner. There was a shot. Turner saves it. Quick down to his left. A second you, chance Matt. came off the save. Uh, but no worries. We've officially entered the Turnerverse in the 17th minute. Once again, Polisics and Adams, uh, the press is working. 18th minute, Morocco would get another chance from that same spot, from the same place. But it would be to no avail, because in the 25th minute, we'd have the first goal of this game. It was a transition ball from Walker Zimmerman through the air to Christian Pulisic. Route 1 stuff here, guys, but not, not Joe Mama's Route 1 stuff. This was, this was dialed in. This was... Radio perfect. This was a surprise after playing out of the back a number of times. A radio perfect. I don't think that's a phrase that anyone says, but it makes sense, and I'm going with it. It makes total radio sense. Radio perfect from Walker Zimmerman to Christian Pulisic's middle toe. Uh, perfect yeah, touch. One, dribbles, one toe. Yeah. Dribbles out two Moroccan defenders and slots it off to Brendan Aronson, who had made a <laughs> gut-busting run. Who finishes this one off uh, straight through the center of goal? Could have maybe put that a little to the left, Aronson, but I, I'm not gonna hold you, bro. Go for your celebration. Um, and then just a few minutes later, in the 31st, the U.S. is recycling, recycling around the box, and Wea just decides to rip one out of nowhere. It wasn't the first time he had gotten a shot off, and this one bent one way to the keeper and then went the other. It's maybe a Keeper mistake, but maybe, maybe it's just Tim Way as being so potentate. Um, this had a little, this had shades of Juninho, but when Juninho did it, it was way more impressive. Um, okay, all right. Uh, quickly, before we get into the half, 45th minute, Eunice Musa and Pulisic juggled their way through the entire midfield. It was awesome. Ferreira got a chance. It was a nice save. Halftime, Zimmerman out for Ishaboy CCV. Anthony Robinson comes out for debutant Joe Scally. And Jesus Ferreira comes out for Haji Wright, who we did not perhaps discuss enough Haji Wright's time. Welcome in the back, world buddy. Race. Welcome back, Haji Wright. A couple times in the second half, Joe Scally would handle Hashraf Hakimi without a problem. I just wanted to just need to shout that out. Not an issue. Just- PSGs, by the way, quick, quick edit for our last pod. Quick PSGs. <laughs> yeah. Ashraf, Ashraf I missed that one. Um, getting shut down by Joe Scally on multiple occasions, guys. The, after what was a relatively dominant uh, U.S. first half, this one, this one was a little less um, uh, imperious, I would say. Um, we would, however, uh, get to see another goal. Uh, Polisic playmaking to Aronson, who, who, uh, or. Polisic to plays. It was a Polisic Aronson situation, and Polisic earned the uh, the penalty. All right, Aronson took a shot. That's what it was. There was a rebound off of Aronson's shot. Polisic earns the penalty. Fake takes it, hands it off to Haji Wright. Guys, the story here. 
Oh, shouts to Haji. Heartwarming. Ram. Heartwarming. Who slots it to the bottom left and gets his first goal on his first appearance. We would then uh, get to watch this game settle down a little bit, relax. It was hot out. We'd get to see Malik Tillman, why not? Whose first, whose first appearance in a U.S. jersey was to trip over the ball, recover it, and then dribble into a Moroccan <laughs> defender. Nice to meet you, Malik Tillman. Um, he looked uh, good. In all, in, rough look. In all earnesty, <laughs> he did look okay throughout the uh, half. I mean, yeah. Arit... Uh, made an appearance. It's a boy. I mean, Arie, he did some cool stuff. He did some cool stuff. And uh, Weston McKenney made his way back on the field, looking not so fit, but so happy to see him. Last quick WTP highlight, uh, and this is really a Watkey WTK highlight. Another behind-the-back pass from Greg Burhalter <laughs> for the books uh, late in this one, as well as Matt Turner doing some epic silly technique on his wall directing. Ty, what were your first impressions? Well, it's definitely a, a confidence booster to see such a tight performance over a another World Cup team with a lot of good talent. And the thing that was kind of standing out to me as I was watching the match was how I felt that the U.S. approach under Burhalter has gotten so much more crisp and predictable. Not Not predictable in a bad way, but predictable in the sense that I think we have a, you know, decent concept for how we're going to go about games. It's not too complicated. It's reasonably easy for players to slot in from lots of different styles around the world, which is really important. And it is good enough to 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 succeed in situations like this. And I think it will allow the players to have a platform to showcase themselves at the World Cup. So I was very happy just thinking back at this whole cycle and the amount of chaos that we saw in the systems and um, just to to feel like the U.S. has a good sense of how they're going to approach games was uh, was comforting. And I, I feel like this was a, a great uh, tune-up. Quick, quick, quick question. Was this a... Was the U.S. that good? So Morocco, no joke. Okay, Morocco's no joke. Morocco is... Um, a solid international side um, and with some international stars, with some solid international players and a uninternational star. Um, was the U.S. that good or was Morocco just not really up for it? <clears throat> yeah, I thought Morocco was poor. I think the travel has a lot to do with that. I, th I think they said they basically just like flew in for the game and, you know, so it's I don't know. It, it it definitely wasn't their their best showing, and I think if this game was, let's say, in Morocco, I, I don't think it would have looked nearly like this. Um, so I'm not putting too much stock in the result, as I never would uh, in a friendly situation. Um, but I think, like, I don't know. the The primary effect of that to me is the offense. Like, I thought the Moroccan offense was was pretty listless most of the most of the time they had some cool moments they're very they're very technical very creative uh side typically um typical of uh north african sides but they the, so they had some some you know nice interchange but they never really felt like they were you know breathing down the us's neck um however on the offensive side i thought that some of the goals that were scored were were um you know really really solid and and you know it, it wasn't necessarily a matter of morocco not being prepared 
the the way of one of course was uh i don't know well what did you think did because the ball definitely did a lot of crazy things in the air but you you certainly think looking at certain angles that that it's a it should have been an easy save um the i i thought the u.s had a lot of uh chances that they could have scored on so that's kind of what matters most the way right, chance right, in particular yeah. um I, th- I I do think it had enough Janino to it to warrant Wea some credit. I think it was a spicy meatball. It was a spicy meatball, and it's a typical Wea thing to do. He that he does kind of the analogous thing in, on his dribbles, where you're just like, how did you, how did you hologram the ball through that vacuum? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Of space, but um, upon hearing how apparently lauded the Moroccan goalkeeper is, which I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of, um, it, I did wonder uh, if maybe this was just a, a lapse in focus or something. If this, I mean, to think this is a, a really celebrated goalkeeper, I, I, I don't know. Hard, hard to believe that he was beat by the amount of motion I saw on the ball. Yeah, yeah. But that, you know, that said... I can tell you, you for sure. You hit, I'd you been... hit enough of those. You hit it like that enough, it's going to go in a lot. Yes. You know, and the it was a uh, an angle that it wasn't necessarily expected that he would take the shot. It was kind of opportunistic that he had a particular window between the defenders where he could pull off the shot. So, you know, I, I give him a lot of credit for for ripping it from that angle, especially because um, that's a great angle to get deflections and things like that. So it's like hit it hard and hit it with this weird knuckle situation and stuff's Stuff can happen, and that 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 happened on this occasion. And then I thought, you know, Polisic's play to draw the penalty was great. I thought the the play where Polisic slipped in um, Ferreira was really great. And there there was a lot of yeah, like you said, a lot of good moments where where the U.S. could have come up with goals. Um, so I thought the the attack looked like very seamless, fluid, um, very connected. Like they kind of anticipated each other's movements very well, and there were some very clear patterns that were played. So. I yeah, I, it just felt like a, a moment of um, of pride to see the the maturity of this group uh, having come so far through this uh, really intense and at times difficult process of figuring out how it is we're going to play. Yeah, the um, the fact that Polisic is able to have an impact on command in uh, m- more and more often is very encouraging. We, I feel like we went through a long time in the desert where it was like, we know Polisic's good, but he's just, it's possible to just mark him totally, out of the game. Totally, totally. Well, yeah, we used to say he doesn't take over games. He, he, yeah. He's kind of shiny and he does cool stuff, but he doesn't take over games. And this, this was a game he took over. Yeah. So he was, he was clearly the, the protagonist of, of the game. And um, that, was, that was cool to see. And, uh, you know, like you said, this, this is not, uh, no, no easy feat to, to do that against the, the, this level of competition so it, it bodes well um he seems you know certainly more confident playing for the u.s than playing for chelsea um and he he i think feels the the burden of that uh of that role but at times it drives him to find his best yeah yeah that's i mean i'd rather have it that way around um and have him I would too for his club and shit. Yeah, for his I would too. I mean, it's kind of Donovan-ish. You know, Donovan had plenty of great moments for the Galaxy, but he he found his peak playing for the national team, and um, we'll take that. 
We'll take that. That's Hell that's yeah. maybe an American type of quality. You know, you don't, you don't find a lot of those out there. Yeah. So um, it was the attack. The attack is looking smooth and good. The three in the back, a little uh, leaky, potentially. And maybe maybe there is some tape that Tyler Adams can yeah. watch on that. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I kind of forgot that we did that kind of odd little experiment. There were but, as um, many, there were as many, you know, Morocco had a lot of chances that could have gone in. If not for the Turnerverse, right, we would be looking at a different scoreline. So important to remember. Um, but for me, what really made the difference in terms of this becoming a commanding and, as you say, protagonist performance, not just from Pulisic, but from the whole team, was the press. Uh, the ability to press a team like this is going to be very valuable for us. This is the, this is, you know, we'll play teams that we can't press. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. So this was kind of, this was a really good test of like at this level where we're, where we have a slight edge in talent, you know, but it's not a clear edge. Can we, uh, can we gain the initiative on the press? And, and we can, and that's a difficult thing to organize, you know, for a shifting squad of, you know, players from different clubs. So I'm, I'm very, yeah, very yeah. excited about that. But uh, yeah, I think that's certainly something that the U.S. needs to lean into, given that we're going to be one of the younger teams in the tournament and we were, we're chock full of, um, you know, like players like Adams and, and Aronson out of the Red Bull system or uh, Pulisic and Reyna from the Dortmund system, where there's this, this pedigree of, of being able to, to, um, to, to press high, to uh, be, be aggressive. And I think it's not something that you want to do constantly, right? But it's it's something that you want to be able to turn on and off situationally or match by match or based on particular movements that the, the opposition uh, may have. And so it's it, it's a it's a great tool for us to uh, hone. And I don't I don't want us to be known as a team that just presses, you know, but I, I think it's important that other teams feel uncomfortable when they play against us. Yeah. So it's on to Uruguay. Uruguay, though. Unless Uruguay. I, yeah, what, am I missing something about? Oh, you know what I'm. You know what I'm missing about this game. A word. It was said enough in the broadcast. It was, and we get that. But I'd like a word from you, Ty, on the Haji Wright Christian Pulisic uh, relationship and this whole thing. Totally. Yeah. No, I wanted to mention this. Yeah. It's. It didn't really hit me until I watched the. For, yeah, for match. anybody who yeah, isn't yeah. for who missed it, watched on mute, doesn't know the story. Can you just give a little context on on why? Sure. Well, I only I I don't know much uh, of the personal side, but um, I know for me when I first became aware of Christian Pulisic was the the Nike international friendlies. Um, it was I don't know eight nine years ago when he it's a under seventeen tournament. It kind of precedes the under seventeen World Cup. And um, the U.S. did really well in that tournament. And uh, Wright and Pulisic were the stars uh, of that U-17 team. And I remember, I forget who they beat, but they, they like kicked somebody's ass like 7 nothing, and Haji scored three goals and Pulisic scored two or something. And so they were always this kind of like uh, Batman and Robin situation for the, for the under-17s. And that carried, uh, carried through the, their whole kind of youth team um, career and they they played a ton together and you know Pulisic obviously had his ascendancy and and Haji Wright didn't and it was kind of like 
there was it, it was one of those situations like you you get with these like college football players where Haji Wright was prolific at at youth team level uh, as a goal scorer, but you always had that doubt that he was going to be able to translate that to the next level because a lot of what he had that was an advantage was was physical, you know. So he was he was just just so fit, so strong and and quick and so he was able to I, I think pick off a lot of goals that he wouldn't have been able to get you know so you had that you had that in the back of your head um but he has kind of slowly clawed his way back into the picture of you know real uh significant european the the, the scene you know and it's it's uh it's cool to see and it's cool to see him come back and so when i saw uh Pulisic give him that ball it just reminded me of all of those times when they you know they must have been um you know hanging out all the time and and they spent so much time together in those programs and it's really special that we have that kind of through line uh as it was seeing um Luca De La Torre and Cameron Carter Vickers on the field for the U.S. um old that, that is teammates so it was it was really it was really sweet like these these uh youth team tournaments they often don't yield anyone, you know, the, the, these classes of uh, uh, youth World Cup um, groups. But they, in, in those particular cases, I think we've been rather successful at like finding enough um, products out of that to matriculate into the, the full team. And it's, it's neat to see this, this uh, pipeline of uh, U.S. talent continuing to, to show through and even, even some players who we kind of thought were gone uh, coming back into the picture. It's wild the amount of rolls of the dice that we have in play. It's wild. Well, what did they they said Berhalter has given fifty six first appearances, fifty six first caps. Yeah, something like that. I and mean, with, that's and, stunning. And that's like that's the youth development, right? Well, what I'm thinking of is not just how many um, first caps he's given, but how many players we have in the pool from youth develop from our youth development, and then you add to that. Right. So how many how many relevant players from our youth development are there in the in the world's game? Probably a hundred or something like that. And then you add to that the amount of players who uh you know, who are now in the conversation because of Serginio Des, the world that Serginio Des created. So Malik right. Tillman shows up out of nowhere. Because we're uh, in a different era, you know, Yunus Musa, the Yunus the Musas of the world who one could not possibly count how many <laughs> rolls of the dice we have out there right now. People who are who are fully 100% look like they are going to play for a different national team and could just at any minute realize how cool the U.S. team is right now and just jump ship. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a, a tide that can't be stopped. But you look at, you know, they, they also uh, on the broadcast um, mentioned Yunus Musa's age, which still shocked me to hear that he's he's still 19. It's unbelievable. He must he started with the U.S. when he was 17, I guess. And he's just become such a part of the furniture, you know, that it's like it's it's hard to imagine the team without him, you know. And um, so I think if you're looking on and you're Malik Tillman and you see this guy come in at 17 and then be basically a World Cup lock at 19, that's a easy sell. That's a really easy sell. This is the yeah. kind of program where if you're good, if you're 
good enough, you're old enough. That's yeah. uh, that that means a lot, as opposed to uh, uh, other more traditional uh, systems where you might not be able to get that chance because there might be um, more more barriers culturally for you to do that. So. I think it's cultural and I also think it's situational. Like we are looking at a golden uh, generation, not because we're going to stop developing great players, but because the players who are right now 12, 11 and 12, who will be great, will be having to compete with 26 year olds, Christian Pulisic and you yeah, know, 25 yeah, year old, yeah, 24 exactly. year old yeah. Eunice Musa. It's going to be tough to crack this team for a really, really long time. Yeah. And um, can we talk about Pulisic's comments? So he's, he, he had some sort of, um, there's a little bit of controversy for him calling out the the fan presence. Interesting. I did not catch this, so, okay. so inform me. Well, okay, direct quote. He said, for whatever reason, I'm not super happy with the amount of Americans here. However, that works out, if I'm being completely honest. But thanks to the ones who did come, and the support is always great for them. It's a great win. We're always happy. But... Yeah, it's nice to be in America and playing again. <laughs> so, uh, so he he's rightly kind of pointing out that this is you know really one of our last uh, home games before a World Cup, and we can't fill the stadium, which I get. But I also think that you know, Christian, that's part of your job. That's that's why you're doing this. Is that you're going to go to this World Cup and you're going to have those sports center moments that build that audience for next time. And we part of why we don't have that right now is because the team failed. So, yeah. you know, Americans Americans react to success, uh, you know, rightly rightly or wrongly. But I, I do think that this team will be successful in the World Cup and I think that the momentum is going to be incredible after that. So, yeah. I think I it's know. my first impression think? of that is that it's uh you know, he's not disagreeing with you um i think he's, he's yeah. getting yeah. he's getting the he's audacious enough to say this is bullshit we sh you know we're better than this people don't realize yet you know I, I think maybe there's um maybe he could have said that uh something mm -hmm. more along the lines of like i don't think people are aware of how good this team is yet the you know in in two years this this stadium will be filled but I would agree you know, with that, but I and, and I would also say if I'm him, I, the federation's got to put these games in places where that's more likely. I, yeah. I I get you know it's new stadium they want to fill the stadium, but it's like you put this game in Seattle, they've got a lot of people there. You know, it's this is a home game in in June. Weather is wonderful. It's a great time to get out and you know and go do stuff with the family. It's like. This should not be a challenge. It should not. It's even even with the amount of uh, of you know um, or the lack of energy from the the last cycle or whatever. I just feel like there's enough in the fan base to turn out for this team in so many places. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and it, you've mentioned on the show as well that the ticket prices, the way the ticket prices are set, is ridiculous. Yeah, and the ticket prices are bullshit. Yeah, if and can, if there's ever a time to just give up, like give up the money, you know? Can seriously. You just well, the other thing is way? like you don't raise your rates until you're at capacity. You know, like sell the yeah, thing yeah, out yeah, first yeah, 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 and then yeah, start yeah. raising ticket prices. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Uda, why though?
So we agree. We agree, and also um, lightly well, nudge. I think yes. I uh, I'm happy. I do not have a criticism for Christian Pulisic. I think if I have, I'm glad one, he said it. I'm glad yeah, he said I'm glad it. He said it, it had if, to be said. Yeah. He could maybe have said it better, but I don't. That's literally not his job to be eloquent. And uh, you know the the fact that he said something, I'm in support of. I think that's good. Yep. Uruguay. Uruguay, though. What do we have to look forward to versus Uruguay, though? What do you, maybe you can, um, you know, uh, wh well, what are you looking forward to in this game? So they are the stiffest test of this window for sure. They're one of the top teams in South America consistently, and they should be a favorite over the U.S., um, even, even with the U.S. at home. Um, they're in a transitional phase, but they've kind of like somehow sidestepped that. Like they're on the, the, the verge of letting go of Cavani and Suarez, but they, they're still actually using Cavani and Suarez, uh, quite heavily. Suarez is not in this camp, um, ostensibly to give him or allegedly to give him some time to, uh, recuperate after the season and to focus on his club situation. But Cavani is. So they're going to be kind of experimenting with using Cavani um, as a as a lone striker and kind of figuring out what kind of system they can put together when it's just him on the field. Um, and they always just have this incredible pipeline of uh, of of talent coming through the ranks. Um, guys like Ronald Araujo from from Barcelona, for example, who are just like consistent, solid pieces all the time. And I know that the one of the strengths of the Uruguay setup is that they uh, really emphasize a certain sort of um, mentality around how they want to play prior to the players leaving. So even if they're going over young uh, to to Europe, that they're kind of inculcated with a certain mentality about uh, mm -hmm. about playing for the national team. So they they've always just had this great cohesion and um, and and solidity and professionalism to their to their uh to their team and i think it's going to be a it'll be really fascinating to see how the u.s matches up um i think the u.s is ready to kind of take on teams at this level and if we want to get into the last eight of a world cup for example these are the kind of teams we're going to have to be able to beat is it going to be hot where are they playing um it's going to be hot let's see I'm excited for it while you look that up. Um, I'm excited for it. I, uh, Uruguay, Uruguay, I'll Americanize it. Um, is it is a team that kind of always finds a way into my heart. It's should they just seem oh, yeah. so? They're just such. I just get a good people feeling. Um, aside, you know, from the very obvious, uh, Luis Suarez sort of. Um, you know, it's like very slimy feeling, but, you know, there's just, they just, the color of the jerseys, the way they play, you know, they're, they're, they're very industrious out there. And they, they kind of, I think really represent um, themselves well on the world stage every time I've encountered them. So soft spot for, for Uruguay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited I, I to just see them. I do as well. I do as well. So, so yeah, they are a country of three and a half million people that won the first two world cups and that is stunning i mean it's it's a stunning accomplishment and they're also a 
a um, shining model of uh, how societies can be built in, in, in South America. They've, they've done a great job of building a, a, a state that seems very equitable and progressive. They were one of the first teams to integrate a black player in, in international soccer, I think the first in South America. Um, and so they, yeah, they've always, they've always had, uh, you know, great vibes, great vibes at Uruguay. <laughs> Get in vibes, here. y'all. Come on in. And, uh, and so, yeah, the, um, the game's going to be in Kansas City. So it, it going to be hot. It's hot. Good. We got to prepare. We got to prepare. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Do we, though? Because I think all these games are going to be air conditioned. Isn't that, wasn't that what they uh, promised? Oh, is it? Is that the situation? Yeah. All right. Well. Then we we'll should see be how playing in air conditioning. Much, we'll see how much that light comes to pass, though. You know. Yeah, it's it's nobody knows. Not even, not even Cutter. Uh, not even no Cutter. one. No one knows. Yeah. Uh, Sepp Blatter has no idea what is about to happen. Is he still kicking that dude? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one hope, one fear. U.S. MNT versus who do why not? Hmm. You know, it's interesting. I, know. I got it's, nothing. It's got interesting nothing. to me to see the Haji Wright Jesus Ferreira, um, you know, heat up. The, the, I I kind of want this. The, them each getting a half to continue. I think Haji Wright maybe gets the first half. I think that'd be cool. Um, but you know, I want them to split time, and I want to see them battle it out. Um, I've never been won over by Jesus Ferreira, but I love the attitude he's coming with right now. And I, and if he started scoring goals for the Nats, you know, I would change my mind. I'm so not in on Jesus Ferreira. I, I want Jordan Pifak. What Pifak? Where is this dude? <laughs> um, I hope to see that competition heat up, continue to heat up, um, Goals from strikers, please. Goals from strikers. Goals from strikers. At the very least, maybe could we try Tim Weah? Could could we make that happen? For crying out loud. For crying. <laughs> I've given up. I've given up. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's such an obvious thing to do. The man will score us goals. Ugh, whatever. I quit. I quit. Do what you want to. Greggy B. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy. I mean, I guess maybe my fear would be like a worse crowd, but I feel like Kansas City is one of those places that shows up. Like they they pack That's that place be a when good we crowd. play when we play um, you know, uh, tiny islands in the Gold Cup, you know. Sure, so yeah. it's it, I I feel like I feel like um, yeah, Kansas City's going to show up. Shout out. Do you think Cameron that Corwin. Do you think that I, I'm, I'm sure Cameron he'll be Corwin. there. <laughs> Do you think that Polisic's comments will increase the ticket sales? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't think it would decrease them. Is there anyone out there who's like, all right, Polisic, you're right. Let me, I could go. I can attend. Yeah, I think there's some people who are like, yeah, I had a thing that night, but uh, Polisic yelled at us. So now it's time. I think, I, I don't know. I like, I like the a little pressure, a little pushback. These guys are showing up. They're giving their all. Let's, we should give them their, our all, too. Yeah. If you can make it. If you're within a two-hour drive, get to Children's Mercy Park and see the Nats. Guys, 
Uh, any last thoughts here? I'm, or are we good? I just want to correct my my World Cup uh, history. It was the, the 30 and 50 World Cups. Okay. The first, the first, second, time. third. But they did win the Olympics prior to the first World Cup. So that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I'll just get myself off the hook there. Nice. Nice. Nailed it. <sighs> Guys. Nailed it. We're such... <laughs> you came here for the cold hard facts. <laughs> and you just got served them. I hope you feel smarter now uh, that you know that Ashraf Hakimi <laughs> plays for Inter Miami or something. And was right. was not recognized in a Uber on the way to the hotel. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Of course he wasn't. Nobody knows who the fuck that dude is. We're the only ones who know. <laughs> oh. um, it was really cool to see Hakimi and Pulisic uh, unite. That That was cool from their time at that was very sweet that was very sweet and just respect you know they're both harit and weston harit and weston so lovely i love that i love that there's a there's some there's some connections being made you know if uh if if what's his name ever makes it back to the moroccan national team there's a third there that's right and it, yeah, it looked like Horvath maybe had a teammate. I, I didn't catch. Oh, uh, dude, I didn't understand what. Oh, that yeah, was. yeah, it might have been the standard Liège guy. No, yeah, did I don't. There? I forgot. But yeah, yeah, some sort of some sort of Belgium connection. I was so surprised to see Orthan Heva. Uh, Orthan Heva. Orthan Heva. boy, Orthan. I was so surprised that Orthan to see him being that extroverted was a surprise to me. That's right. That's right. It just to, seemed lit yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. he was hype. <laughs> okay, all right. I, all right, all right, all right. I love myself a uh, slot machine. Why not? D don't get too crazy with the slot machines, you know, folks. Just but, get a little crazy. But get in there with the pennies and do some slots. It's no big deal. They make funny noises. Just don't do the stupid one, digital ones with the buttons. Do get, find yourself a crank and, and do some slots. I I can enjoy uh perfectly well a scratch off although the way that the the thing actually scratches off I mean is not for nails you need a you need a coin to do that and I didn't I didn't know that that's it's uncomfortable but I wanted to see whether or not I would win $5 and I did. And lastly, I love myself a roll of the dice as we were discussing, but I don't love any of those chance-based gambling things as much as I absolutely love the Nats. Chance-based gambling things. <laughs> Let's go, boys! <laughs> chance. <laughs> what did I say? Uh, radio, radio perfect? <laughs> it's radio perfect. Radio perfect. <laughs> uh, goodbye, people. <laughs> Good night, Orthan. <laughs> It's we the peeps. It's we the peeps. Welcome to we the peeps. Are you ready for we the peeps? Holy moly, it's we the peeps. <laughs>